Welcome to the Life's Better Podcast, where we talk about how life is so much better with God, community, and purpose. My name is Jonathan Gleason. Normally, I would say, and this is Josh Doolin, but because we were not able to get some of the technical issues solved for our audio, we we only have myself and a beautiful guest named Dana Gleason, who is not only my wife, but she is the state manager of Kentucky Kids Belong. And we're going to actually be talking today about fostering and adoption. Uh, it's fitting because the month of November, if you didn't know it, is actually Foster and Adoption Month. And so we're going to be talking about some of the work that uh, not only Dana, but that Kentucky Kids Belong and maybe even yourself can get involved in when it comes to helping to solve really the, the crisis that we find ourselves in as a country when it comes to, to fostering and adoption. Uh, before we get into all that, we're going to play a little game. We're going to call it 20 questions, but the more I thought about it, it's probably better uh, phrased 20 answers because <laughs> we've got we've got a way for you to get to know Dana a little bit and maybe even to, to get to know me a little bit. Um, but we're not going to ask each other 20 questions. We're going to ask 10, but you're going to answer and I'm going to answer. And so it's, it ends up being 20 answers. So uh, with that, with that, we're, we're going to get right into it. I'm going to ask the first one. Um, what is the weirdest smell you actually enjoy? <laughs> Okay, I really like the smell of earwax. It's <laughs> just probably really nasty, but there's something about it. I don't know. It's yeah, nice. th that is super weird. Um, I, I knew that was probably going to be your answer. I was I was not sure. She's tried to get me into it. I, it's just weird enough that's like, uh, I don't, I'm not going to try that one. But yeah, for me, um, this one this one's weird. Uh, it's actually my kids' morning breath. Yeah. I, which is super weird, and I don't really like it. It's like, ooh, oh, that's pretty. But, you know, in the morning when it's like, hey, good morning, and, you know, it's like you're feeling close to it, and then you get a whiff of it, there's something endearing about it. I don't know what it is, but I'm, I'm kind of into it. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. Um, my first question for you is what do you wish you could relive? Any moment that I could relive. Mm -hmm. uh, we've actually talked about this one not that long ago. Uh, we've had a couple of epic road trips. Yeah. And I would say I would love to relive the longer of the epic road trips, was a, which was over five months of traveling the United States. Love to relive that. That'd be cool. Yeah, and it might be cheating, but that was my same answer too. I knew he'd pick that, but it was like, well, I can't, I can't. That's my favorite. Yeah. That's what I would relive too. It was amazing, and it just really to have was. all that time with, with family and seeing such amazing places all over the U.S., I would relive it in a heartbeat. Yeah. What out of the one destination? What would it be on that trip? Ooh. Probably Glacier National Park. Um, that was a highlight. Yeah. It was beautiful. I wish we could have spent more time there, but yeah. absolutely. Yeah, that was a good one. Okay, um, what habit do you have that you don't think many other people have? <laughs> okay, so this one, Jonathan knows this the most because we'll be out somewhere and I will like look at license plates. I, I don't know why I memorize license plates and signs and I read all the things. And as I'm looking at them, I start with my thumb, like writing out the letters, the numbers on my leg or whatever my hand's touching. So if we happen to be holding hands or something, my thumb starts just like going crazy on his and hand. And I'll just ask, hey, what are you spelling out? <laughs> Yeah. It's like, what? Oh, I didn't even know what I was doing. <laughs> yeah, it's like subconsciously. I don't even know. But then when he asks, it's like, oh, I can tell you the last three license plates we drove by because I just wrote them all out on your hand or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's, that's a, that is a strange <laughs> one. I, I've got this habit. I don't think many people probably have this. Uh, they may have similar ones to this. But if if I get caught up in a negative thought, like I'm reliving something that happened the day of, oh, I wish I would have done that. Or, oh, my gosh, I wonder what I, I should have said this. Anytime I'm caught up in a negative thought, <laughs> I will tell myself or I will say it out loud even like, 
okay, wait, 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 what's tomorrow? What's tomorrow? And I'm trying to like focus my attention on a task that needs my attention as opposed to the, opposed to the negative thought. And so I'm like, oh, what's tomorrow? Tomorrow's Tuesday. Okay, wait, wait, tomorrow's Wednesday. You know, and I'll just like, I, I don't know, I just have a habit of trying to, to get on to more productive thoughts, I guess. I like that, that sounds yeah. healthy. Yeah. <laughs> okay, my next question is, when do you feel the safest? Okay, I feel safest when I'm with my family away from people. <laughs> I, I don't think I get too like, oh, wait, that's dangerous. Um, but people probably have the most like opportunity to bring danger, mm -hmm. you know, when it comes to theft or break in or whatever. So as long as other people aren't around, I, I'm not really afraid of like, you know, natural disasters or, mm -hmm. you know, animals coming out of nowhere or something like that. But with you guys, away from people. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good answer. I, I kind of went a different direction, thinking more of um, just that people, the same thing in, the, in a sense that people can cause danger, you know? Mm. I, again, I'm not constantly afraid that a tornado is coming through kind of thing. But with that, I thought, well, when I'm with my whole family, I, I don't always feel totally safe because I'm also concerned <laughs> for them, you know? So my, my concern yeah. isn't just about my safety, but I'm thinking, With well, your family in a foam pit. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> but maybe they'll suffocate if there's a little piece of foam. Uh, you know, <laughs> it's a tricky one. I kind of went the direction of if we're in a big group, let's say we're in a huge group, I want to be with a bunch of other people that we know well <laughs> that will like help protect us if something happened. You and know what I mean? Like they're, they're carrying safety like numbers. firearms and stuff. Yeah, I kind of <laughs> thought that too. People who know how to use those, and have those come hang with me <laughs> all right what's your favorite childhood memory this one might be challenging because you have a very poor memory when it comes to your childhood I do I do I struggle with this one a lot um, so I don't have just like one memory yeah. for that reason so I kind of thought through I really enjoyed when I was younger like cooking with my mom um, mm. my mom's really fun and I really enjoy being with her and there was something about just like every night being in the kitchen and we're cooking together talking laughing joking around and yeah. just having fun yeah that's a good memory uh, I, I went broad too I didn't have like one specific memory but probably uh, doing exploration and adventures with my brother mm. we just go off and do like cool stuff and have little adventures that's, I don't know, fun stuff. Let's do that. <laughs> okay, what is one place you've always dreamed of going? Yeah, so there's not a place on this planet that <laughs> wouldn't be awesome to go and visit. Uh, I would just like to go anywhere. But because we have been to 49 states, and I want to hit all 50 before I turn 50, it's kind of like one of those bucket list deals, Alaska. Alaska is mm -hmm. the one uh, state I have not been, and so it's like, yeah, that'd be awesome. Are there places that would be even higher on that list if someone else was paying? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but that one's the one that comes to my mind. Nice. Yeah, I, I was thinking um, we've been to multiple different countries, different continents even throughout our years, but we've never been to South America. Yeah. So there's something, and I don't necessarily have a specific country in South America in mind, but just to be able to go there um, and, to, and to say we've been there and to check out all the different things that are going on. I don't know if you've had this experience, but a lot of people, when, whenever I share that, they go, really, you haven't even been to Mexico? Oh. <laughs> I'm like, sorry, man. Like, Mex Mexico's part of North America. Right. <laughs> it's like, what? what is it? Yes, yeah. although it's Spanish-speaking, you know, it's still part right. of yeah, North America. <laughs> okay, um, what phone app do you use the most? Okay, so does just text messaging count as an app, like the text? Oh, no, I don't if think that's an app. That's okay. like... I thought I'd use that. Like, I don't know, maybe it's an <laughs> app. But it would come standard with your phone, right? So yeah. if you don't have to load it. So ones you have to load Yeah, kind of I thing. would think it's, you have to load. Um, I, I use a lot, like any ones that are coupon <laughs> <laughs> apps... 
work my coupons and my deals and save money. <laughs> but on top of it, probably one that's called Slack, not because I'm a slacker, but it's a work um, yeah. app that we use to communicate with um, other people I work with. And so that's it's kind of like text what's messaging the over the app. What's the coupon app, though? Like the one that gets oh. used the most. Um, I'm thinking all of our couponers out there are like, tell me, <laughs> tell me which one it is. So. Ibotta. I don't know if I say it right. It's I B O T T A. I don't use it, so but, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> it's a good one. I get it a lot of It sounds like deals it should be it. right. Like you bought something. Yeah. I yeah. That works. I, yeah. <laughs> okay. So mine, um, mine's uh, probably uh, Audible. Um, oh, yeah. The audi audiobook. Uh, Hoopla is another one that comes free with, the, with a um, book or what do you call it? A library? Yeah, with your uh, library, library card. Library card. Yeah. They'll give you that. I, I use those, those audiobooks constantly. So, yeah. <laughs> That's true. Um, what do you wish you did more of? Oh, yeah. I, you know, traveling and having adventures with the family. Like, that would be <laughs> my day every day. <laughs> but we're both fans of eating meals and living indoors. <laughs> so <laughs> someone has to work. And so we can't just do that. Uh, but, yeah, no, that would be fantastic to do more of that. I'm stealing the same answer. That was mine, too. <laughs> I just love traveling with the family. I knew beat. we'd have some of the same answers. Like, eh. yeah. But it's too much fun to not pick that one. Yeah. All right, if you could jump into a pool of anything, what would that pool of anything be? <laughs> okay, so when I, we've talked about this question in the past before, and I feel like my answer has changed over the years. So it used to be something like, I don't know, jelly or something that's like sticky and gooey and would just feel fun. Yeah, I, I felt like but, mashed potatoes was on the list at oh, some point, yes, too. Oh, yes, yes. Changing Love mashed potatoes. Oh, no, oh, so okay. I was thinking about this going, all of that's great, and then I thought, how cheating and cheesy is this answer, but I'm giving it anyway. But <laughs> I was like... I don't care what if there's not a substance in the pool, but just like um, multiplying my family, <laughs> you and the kids, and like having a bunch of you in there would be really fun. That sounds really strange. So the pool is empty. Yeah, I mean, it and doesn't, we're yeah. we're hanging out in an empty pool, <laughs> and there's like five of you and so five it, Owens and oh, five Davises. Weird. Because I have so much fun with you no, guys that's playing. Weird. It is weird, and I thought that's probably cheating. So too. I imagine this is what I'm picturing. I'm picturing we are, have been multiplied so much. <laughs> That like the 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 pool is filled with bodies, just like random Owens and you know Davis like and, and you like are on the diving board <laughs> and just kind of and, and all these all like would, hands. Yeah. That's weird. No, that'd be fun. Okay, okay. Mine mine was the thoughts that you had originally. Um, I would like to have uh, avocados that are ripe, yeah, totally peeled, no pits, just thrown into a big old pool. And man, not not only would that be enjoyable, to like I think just like you know, like the squishiness of it, and yes. but I could chow some at the same time. I think it's probably good for your skin. I mean, it's a super I'm sure, super yeah. food that good for your digestion, <laughs> good for those omega three fatty acids. Yes, can't and go your wrong. Skin. I don't know. I don't know. That's where I go. That would be expensive to fill a pool with mm, avocados. That's though. true. Well, you know, I can only imagine the science and the technology. Uh, for us multiplying our family, <laughs> I think that was probably more expensive. Yeah, yeah. and creepier. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, so if you had to change one thing about yourself, what would it be? Yeah, so, you know, I would love to sit here and think, well, no, I mean, God is so good that I'm just resting in His grace because He's made me the... No, I, the, the list would be long of, like, things that I could change. So I, I did not narrow down a really good one. It's so generic. It was just the idea that I wish <laughs> I had... Uh, greater skills in whatever I was doing. Oh, 
So, you know, if I'm, if I'm you know, needing to work with teams, I just, I've got a greater skill for that. If I'm trying to figure out some problem solving for, you know, some farmer down the street, I got this, buddy. You know, what you need to do is you need, you know, it would just be nice to have more skills so that, you know, it could be more effective. Yeah. I like that. It's such a cheat. Pick that. It is. Yeah. <laughs> it is, but I like it. What, what is yours? <laughs> I would love to have a better memory. And I'm sure there's ways, like there are yeah. tricks to improve that. I haven't taken the time. Can't remember to take the time to do oh, that. That's but bad. all that to say, I just forget things so easily. I mean, I, I write my list, so that helps. But just yeah. even big events and things, I I need to look at, back at the pictures to kind of remember some of it sometimes. You're well so. organized, and you can you know, remember the tasks that you need to. Sure. But then when it comes to, hey, remember that event that took place a couple of years ago? And you're like, yeah, no, I think so. <laughs> or you start to tell the story, and it's like, honey, that's an okay story, but it's not actually how it went yeah. down. <clears throat> in my mind, that's what happened. It's, yeah. it's strange, yeah. yeah. And usually what's sad is it's like the fun things that I will forget <laughs> more than the task I, ha I have to do tomorrow kind of thing, which yeah. I'm glad that, you know, it works out that I get things done. But at the same time, it's like, oh, no, I want to remember all of those, you know, fun moments. And they come back to me when you remind me, so that helps. Yeah, I, and I can, you know, manipulate it in my favor, like, oh, no, it really happened this way to make myself look better. Or right. Just go with it. Like, yeah, he's got a better memory than me. <laughs> Okay, well, today is an opportunity to kind of talk about hopefully something that maybe will be on your heart and your mind all month long as it is Foster and Adoption Month, uh, November is. And so what we're going to do is just kind of explore some of the things that you're able to do with Kentucky Kids Belong. Um, but I think as Christians, I think we all kind of have this natural understanding that God has a heart for kids who do not have moms, do not have dads. I mean, we see clear verses like in Psalm uh, 82 that talks about how, you know, God is a defender of the fatherless. Uh, the classic one in James, James chapter 1, 27, you know, that religion that God finds favorable is to look after orphans and widows mm -hmm. and to keep oneself Pure. And so we know it. There's that understanding that we should be doing that, but knowing something and actually doing something totally different. Uh, so how did that shift take place in your life where you went from, yeah, I know this is something that God is calling us to as followers of Jesus and now actually doing it? Yeah. So we, um, <clears throat> many of you may know, but we lived in a tiny country at the time called Swaziland, now East Swatini. And um, there was, uh, it had the highest It's actually HIV. pronounced eh, eh, Swatini. Ah, I said it wrong. See, it was Swaziland when we were there. <laughs> That's all I'm used to calling it, eh, Swatini. Thank you. Um, so um, there were a number of things that we got to do with kids who were in a situation like that when we were there. But one that stood out the most to me was there was um, a government hospital. And I say hospital, but it was not a place that you would want to go if, if you were needing, you know, hospital services. Um, they, they even would say that people would go there to die kind of thing, that they didn't, they just didn't have the skill sets, sometimes the materials, the supplies to be able to take care of a lot of the situations that would come through their doors. But they had this one really tiny little room that kids who had no parents to take care of them and no other family to take care of them would go to. And they lived in this little room in these crammed little cribs and kids that were way too old to be in cribs, but that's what they had, um, lived there. And they had just a couple people staffing it. And these people were wore out. <laughs> I mean, they were um, overworked. And so there are a couple other ladies and I would take turns and we would go into the hospital and hang out in that room and just kind of help with the kids. Sometimes it was changing diapers that hadn't been changed for hours. It was um, even helping with like if we could clean a wound kind of thing and different things like that. 
But one of the biggest things was just to be able to love these kids and to be able to dance with them. They love to dance, to be able to hug them, to rock them, to do whatever they wanted in that tiny little space, but to be able to say, I'm here for you and I want to spend this time with you. Um, really affected me to really see how this is a real situation, that there are kids that don't have parents that can take care of them. And then going with that, it added to it that then when we moved back to the States and we were living in Tennessee, my sister was working for Tennessee Kids Belong, the Tennessee branch, and she invited me to come along, um, and we'll share a little bit more about this later, but she invited me to come along and kind of help and volunteer with what she was doing, and I got to interact with some of the kids that were in the foster care system there in Tennessee, and I just had so much fun with them, and it um, broke my heart at the same time to know that they were just longing for parents. Um, so it became really real to me at that point, especially too. Yeah, I think even going back to just our time in Eswatini, you know, there, there was always this talk of these uh, childhood households. Uh, HIV and AIDS was just, at, particularly at this time, um, just killing off a lot of folks in that country. Highest age and HIV rate um, in the entire world at the time. And we kept hearing about these childhood households and it was like, okay, we keep hearing about it. Like, how can we minister to these uh, folks? And rather than me just going like, yeah, well, when we, when we encounter some, we'll, we'll you really went after it. You were just like, no, we're going we're gonna to look for it. We're going to find them. We're going to ask the questions of the right people. We're working in the government and other nonprofits. We're going to find some of these kids and we're going we're gonna to minister to them. So yeah, it's been a part of your, kind of your heart and your, your story for a while. Um, now you work for Kentucky Kids Belong. Yes. When you, going on five years now, actually, yeah. uh, when people ask you, so what does Kentucky Kids Belong do? What is it all about? How do you share, because there's a lot of different elements to it, how do you share in uh, a very specific, but at, at the same time, um, maybe general way for people to get an idea, hey, this is what we do? Yeah. So we are dramatically changing the experiences and outcomes of kids that are in the foster care system. That's my one-liner. Yeah, no, it's a good tagline. Uh, and I think there, again, there's a lot of layers to that to improve their outcomes. But let's just look at a couple. And and the way I, I, I want to look at this first one, but I, I kind of want to share a struggle I think all of us have, and I, I certainly do too. When I mean, it's every day. It's every day that you know needs will come across my desk. Uh, I I will find myself you know getting the letter, getting the email, getting the phone call, and guess what? It's a, it's another need that needs to be met. And sometimes you just experience need fatigue. Mm -hmm. I, just for fun, at the end of last week, I just wrote down a few that came across my desk. Uh, and so here, here are some of the needs that came across my desk. Um, clothing needs to, needs to be collected for low-income families. Um, prayer and support for missionaries who are in Israel right now. Uh, scholarship fund for a local student um, who's, or, or students who are trying to attend the community college. Mentoring for elementary kids. A student going on a short-term mission trip is needing some money. Um, Christmas gifts uh, and shoppers for kids who are at risk. And these are beyond the normal, you know, everyday prayer requests and people in the hospital as well as the, you know, unforeseen crisis that people encounter. So tons of needs all the time. <laughs> yeah. We can have that need fatigue and it's to the point where when you hear some of the statistics about how many kids are in the foster care system, how many kids are looking for adoption, that it's like, a, oh yeah, I know that's a big need, but almost it's too big for me to even get involved in. And that's one of the things that I really like about Kentucky Kids Belong is this organization allows it to be more front and center to our thinking. Uh, they are actually taking those numbers, they're 
uh, you know, introducing us to someone who actually has a face, has a name, and has a story. And once you hear their story, once you see their face, once you're introduced to them by name, like you can't forget them. Mm-hmm. And, and you know that there's that need every single day in their life. And so tell us Kids Belong is doing that probably better than any other organization out there, um, introducing people, name, face, story through yeah. the uh, um, I Belong Project. Yeah, so as you said, it's called the I Belong Project, and what it is is in the state of Kentucky right now, there are over 8,000 kids that are in the foster care system, but over 600 of them will not go back to their biological families. So the state um, social welfare has you know, deemed that the parents have tried and can't um, get to a point that they could take care of their kids the way that they need. And so these kids need new families. They, they are on their own. I mean, sometimes they are placed in foster families, which is temporary, other times they're placed in group homes um, where there's a bunch of kids, you know, all together and they'll feed them and take care of them and do the best they can, but they're not getting that family environment. And so we are working really hard to get these kids into healthy families that will adopt them and take them as their own for the rest of their lives. And so the way that we do that with the I Belong Project is we get to go ahead and film these kids because we know the power of video is is huge, especially with so many people, you know, on social media, on their phones, on their computers a lot. Um, it's really impactful. And so we get to bring the kids all to a different venue. Every time we do it, we try to make it a really fun place. We'll have a ton of activities for them to do, um, things they enjoy, and arts, crafts, throwing the ball around, doing all sorts of things like that. We'll also provide them with a bunch of, you know, food and things that they don't always get the privilege of just getting up in their normal life and going to the fridge and grabbing what they want if they live in a group home, let's say. And so we're providing these things that they can have this day that, for one, is really fun. Um, And we've had so many kids at the end of the day say, can I come back tomorrow? Or this is the best day of my life and Mm -hmm. I want to do this again. Um, But on top of that, of course, as I mentioned, we are getting video footage of them. And so we get to see them interacting, whether they're, again, throwing the ball around, um, you know, jumping, doing hula hoop, things like that. And then we also get to kind of chat with them, like, an interview and get to find out what kind of what makes them tick you know what what are their favorite foods what are their favorite subjects in school um, what do they like to do if they have free time and and things like that and on top of what we ask some of the harder questions but things like what would you want in a family um, and some of them just to see them open up in those moments are um, just huge and some of them will will say things that are heart-wrenching like I just want someone who doesn't yell at me and doesn't hurt me and other ones that will get really specific I want someone with five dogs and I want someone that you know I want a parent that does this and that um, so it's really neat just to see their personalities and let them share what they're looking for and then through those videos we then will recruit for them we'll get them out to the public in a number of different ways and so these potential adoptive parents can see these kids and realize how great they are, um, hopefully see that, wow, this one would be a really great fit for us because we have the five dogs, we have the you know farmland and all the different things they might be wanting, and um, to just help them make that connection and, and say, hey, let's take the next step to um, you know see, see if this might work out, this might be a good fit. So you, whenever you come home from one of the I Belong Project shoots, like the boys and I, we all know you're going to have lots of stories to tell. <laughs> and so I would say for <laughs> a good solid hour or so as we're unloading things, stories and stories and stories, and they're all really fun. Sometimes challenges that mm-hmm. come up in the day. Uh, but if you could relive one I Belong Project moment, what would that moment be? So hopefully this isn't a cheat. This moment like was throughout the whole day that day, so I'm, I'm counting it. But um, there was a girl named Johnny, and she was a teenager, and um, we had filmed her 
once before in the past, but a family still hadn't been found that was a good match for her. And so the fact that she was coming back for another filming already just broke my heart because she knows why she's there. She knows she's still needing a family and we're still trying and it's already gut-wrenching. And so she was there and I remember her um, just immediately kind of coming up to me and remembering me and, you know, reconnecting a little bit. But all throughout the day, with so many different things she was doing. She was um, doing a little craft with painting. She would call me over to come and check mm -hmm. it out. And you know, I was busy doing other things too, but it was like, oh yeah, I'm all head right over. So I'd go over and check it out. We happened to be at Churchill Downs for this filming. And so she was decorating, uh, we had a horse-shaped cookie and we had like frosting and sprinkles and stuff. So she's decorating it and she called me over to come and see what she had created before she chowed it and all those fun things. And then she had also made we had like these derby hats that they got to decorate with ribbons and bows and all the different things. And she made this huge one that was very elaborate. She had put so much time and effort into it. And when she was leaving, she came over and gave it to me. She wanted me to have it. And it just, yeah, it got me as you can tell. It really, it really hit me. And yeah, I just really, really enjoyed my time with her. I'm actually impressed that you didn't cry. <laughs> I'm starting to. <laughs> Because with the with the pregnancy, <laughs> hormones are yes. a little a little more heightened and with emotional stories. It's true. Well done. That was good. I'm, I'm was hanging good. in there barely. So we're unfortunately not able to show you any of those videos. This would be like a perfect time to be like, hey, and these are some of the videos that have come through the Ivalon project. But we're not allowed to because of YouTube. They're they're weird and uh, anyway, strange things happen. So. Uh, if someone wanted to watch some of those, where would they go to watch them? Yeah, you can go to americaskidsbelong.org and then just scroll down to the Kentucky um, segment and on there you can see a section about meeting the kids, getting to watch the videos and we have a bunch out there for you guys to check out. Yeah, that's neat. Um, all right, when it comes to uh, some of the stereotypes that people have or maybe even better yet, some of the misconceptions that people have when it comes to fostering, when it comes to adoption, uh, what are some of the common things that you hear that if you could kind of clear up some of those misconceptions, you would like to? Yeah, yeah, ooh. Um, yeah, one of, one of the ones that I see on social media, because we get to share these videos on social media, which may sound strange, but again, so many people are on it, and it actually gives us a broad audience. And we've gotten quite a few people who have seen the videos we've posted um, go ahead and inquire into adoption. This is, sometimes it's like their first time that they've even considered something like this. So they started the process of becoming foster and adoptive parents. Um, but on there too, people, as you know, just feel free to say whatever they want. <laughs> They're behind a screen, so you don't have to worry about any consequences for the most part. And so we've seen people that will just say things like, I can't believe you're selling children and, and things like that. And I think, good golly, you have no clue. Like, go ahead and watch that again <laughs> to realize what we're doing. We're not making money off this <laughs> in the first place. And neither is the government. You know, I know yeah. sometimes people can think that they, they caught, you know, charge so much to adopt kids and they're just making money and putting it in their pockets. And I can tell you, I know those many, many social workers really well. And they are such good-hearted people who genuinely want the best for these kids. And so that's one that I always kindly um, <laughs> respond yeah. to on there of, nope, actually you're wrong and this is why. Um, yeah, you know, even just to go back to that, in, without a doubt, there are some organizations, and we're not trying to say they're bad organizations, uh, but it would cost a lot of money sure. to adopt through that organization. But Kentucky Kids Belong primarily works with the state mm -hmm for these kids who are in the foster care system who will not be able to go back to mom and dad who are really needing a mom and dad and it's 
for the most part, totally free yeah. once you go through the steps the state requires for adoption to take place. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. And I think that, yeah, that's another one of those huge misconceptions. So I try to, you know, let people know and kind of set them straight that, no, no one's no one's making money off this and you don't even have to pay anything. If there yeah. is a tiny a couple fees along the way, they can almost always get um, paid back through the government because, again, they're, they're wanting to get these kids into the right homes and not making it impossible for people who don't have extra thousands and thousands of dollars to do that. Yeah. Any other misconceptions yeah. you'd love to clear up? Yeah, yeah. There's another one where, um, and this one this one's a hard one because it doesn't, it may seem contrary sometimes, but I think a lot of families think, okay, well, we have love to give, you know, we can, we can take in a kid, it'll be easy, you know, they look so sweet, and it, it'll be no problem. We already have, you know, some biological kids of our own, no big deal, but it's harder than it looks, um, and I say that not to scare people away, but also to take it seriously, yeah. um, and know that you're going to need help along the way. You can't just do it on your own, but you, you may need some counseling and therapy, and there's nothing wrong in that. That's actually really helpful. I know a lot of foster families who, who use those resources. Um, you're going to need a support system around you, friends, family, um, who also believe in what you're doing and want to back you on that. So it's harder than it looks. Absolutely, having that love is going to go far. But it definitely takes a lot of work. Yeah. 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 Um, when it comes to the difficulty of even, you know, fostering uh, adoption, obviously, as well, Kentucky Kids Belong is doing their best to help make that as easy and as life-giving as possible. What's one of the things that Kentucky Kids Belong offers that really does help foster families? Yeah, so we have um, an app you can actually download. It's free. Um, it's called Foster Friendly. And what it is, is we have, just this year actually we launched, so we're still building it up, but we have got together over 100 businesses that have said they want to support foster families. And it can look different for every business, but we basically say, hey, is there any sort of service or discount you can offer to foster families? Because for one, if you think about it, if you, you know, let's say we go to bed tonight, right now we have five kids, we may get a call in the middle of the night to take in two more kids. So we wake up with seven. Guess what? It's going to cost more money to, to feed them, to involve them in dance classes, sports, all the different things um, that you can think of. Even clothing, they oftentimes, kids will come with nothing. And so you're starting from scratch. And so it's expensive. And so one of the ways businesses can help is to say, we'll give you, for example, Jet's Pizza. Um, has offered, I think it's a 20% discount. I'll have to check, <laughs> double check again, but they'll say, hey, for foster families, come show us your app because we go through, they have to go through a little um, kind of process just to make sure they are foster families. And then they can show them their foster friendly card and they can get that discount. Um, and then there's, we also are connecting with different churches. And so like Anderson Christian Church, we are on the foster friendly app um, to be a church that can do a number of things. One is having your staff that works with children to be trauma trained. Another one is to provide different sort of support services. And we can get into a few of what those might look like. And then also to have at least once a year, the pastor or someone teach on foster care and adoption. And so we want these families to know that there are communities, there are churches out there that are ready to bring you in, to welcome you in, to know how to work with your kids who have been through more than you know, a lot of other kids have. And so we provide them with, um, with that resource. Now, obviously, that's probably the coolest thing on the app is Anderson Christian Church. Totally. But outside of that one, what are some of the really cool stuff that uh, is available? Yeah, we have um, a discount at the Louisville Zoo. That one's really fun to me. Um, Kentucky Kingdom, when they're open in the summer, too, offers a big discount. Um, again, we have some eating establishments. That's always fun because yeah, we pizza. all need that. Isn't there a yeah. Little Caesars one? 
uh, as well. There's not, but I should ask. You know what? I, I just <laughs> Little Caesars, if you're watching. <laughs> step it up, guys. Join us. Come on. I know. Hot and ready. Make it like $2. <laughs> we have like a um, chicken salad chick. Um, we got our initial launch in the Louisville area, so a lot of our offers are there in that area, but we're expanding throughout the state. And there actually are quite a few that are online offers too, mm. um, like Mattress Firm will give you a huge discount on mattresses because, again, kids come into your home, you might not have a bed ready for them kind of thing. Um, and then we will also connect with like foster care closets. There are some that are around that have clothing that they can mm. give to kids that are in the system. But you may not know that, but you can just scroll on the app and go, what's what's around me that can give us some sort of help? And now, can I share a quick story? Yeah, I <laughs> um, This was, this happened in Tennessee, but um, I know it's happening in all the states where we actually have this app operating. But there was one lady who was walking down her downtown street, and she wasn't going into any shops in particular. She was just trying to get some fresh air. She was having a hard time with um, just the kids that she was uh, taking care of at the moment. It was a rough day. So she was walking out, and she kept seeing all these foster-friendly stickers, which we give to the businesses who are involved, in the windows as she walked. And she just lost it. She broke down, and it was for a good reason, though. She was feeling so overwhelmed when she left the house that morning. And when she went downtown, she realized, wow, there are so mm. many people that see what I'm doing, recognize that this is hard, and are here to support me. Um, and it, it touched her deeply. So sometimes more than getting that you know, savings financially, yeah. it's the fact of knowing you are supported and your community cares. That's pretty cool. Yeah. That's pretty cool. All right, so I imagine there are some people who are listening or watching, and they're thinking, you know what, I want to do it. I want to go ahead and foster. I want to adopt. And they don't have a clue what to do next. What would you suggest that they do? Yeah, so definitely reach out to me. Um, we can get you all my email information and all of that. Um, but I would say for sure, um, going through the state, I know that's what I'm the most familiar with, with Kentucky Kids Belong, but they start out with an informational meeting. And so they'll give you the basics. And you can from there kind of kind of get a feel as to whether you want to continue down this, this process or not. Um, and then from there, again, you'll have more trainings. You'll have... Um, background checks and all sorts of things to do at that point. But initially, go ahead and if you just reach out to me, I can connect you with the right social worker in your area um, to get you started. That's good. All right. Now, I would imagine there are also some of you who are like, yeah, no, I'm not going to do that, but I'd like to be able to help out some way. What would you suggest? So we have a couple different ways um, because we always say that everyone can do something. And it's absolutely true. I think sometimes the problem can seem overwhelming. We think, well, I can't be a foster or adoptive parent for whatever reason, but we all can do something. And so our church here at Anderson Christian, we have what's called a RAP team. And the letters are an acronym. So W stands for words of encouragement. And what we do is we have people on the team offer words of encouragement to foster families that are here in our church. And we have a few. So it's, it's really helpful. I've heard from some of them how it has really been beneficial for them to have that support. Um, and especially with people that they've gotten to know because they go to the same church. Um, and so we have you reach out with text cards, whatever is you know, the most comfortable for you to be able to support these families and encourage them. The second letter is R, which means providing respite services. And basically what that is, is you get certified through state social welfare to be able to babysit and take care of the kids um, that, are, that, are, that are in the foster care system that these families are taking care of. But you kind of give them, sometimes it's a break, sometimes they have to go to an appointment and they just need a babysitter. Um, the next letter is A, and that stands for acts of service. So that can look different. I've seen families here that have meals provided for them when they've had appointment after appointment after appointment for these kids. They come home and someone has dropped off dinner for them. Um, grass, bean mowed, things like that. Um, and then the last one is prayer. And of course, that means you are praying on a consistent, regular 
regular basis for these foster families. And each month I would reach out to you and kind of give you the latest needs that these foster families have so you would know where you can jump in and support them the best. And then on top of that, too, there are other things that you can do outside of just what our church is doing here. Um, but you can become what's called a CASA. And so that is a court-appointed special advocate. And basically, you're not a foster parent, but you get to connect with the kids um, that are in foster care and really get to know their case, get to know them, um, kind of what would be best for them. And then when they go to court hearings, you get to help speak on their behalf. And the power that comes from that is, is huge. The impact it can have is amazing to get them where they need to be, um, again, to be in the right healthy family mm. and to get them just any therapy and help they might need. You get to speak as an adult on their behalf. So it, it really makes a huge impact. So again, you can reach out to me to get more information about how to do that. That's great. Well, thank you for sharing. I was just thinking how the last time we had you on the show, because this is your second time on the show, um, you were actually pregnant then. I was. <laughs> so I'm a little worried about ever asking you on the show again. No, let's keep doing like, this. Okay, okay. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> well, hey, I hope you guys have enjoyed that. Don't forget that all November is Foster and Adoption Month. And if there's ways that you guys can serve and minister to those who are uh, trying to actually minister to those kids, uh, feel free to reach out and, and do that, because this would be a great time to do it. Until next month, uh, don't forget, life is so much better with God, community, and purpose.